Good afternoon, I'm Peanut, and welcome to the Place Your Name Here podcast. <coughs> um, excuse me, um, I got a cold where I'm just not getting over a cold, so if I go into a coffin fit, please excuse me. I was in the hospital with my son all last week, he had broke his arm, and I should have knew something was up when I seen that half of the staff at the hospital had masks on their face. Uh, it's too late now. Uh, if you would like to send a comment about the show, then you can send it to place your name here podcast at gmail.com. I also have a Twitter. It is at dry peanut D R I V E P N U T. also find the show on Stitcher, iTunes, and Poppy. This guy right here, Trump, Paris Massacre would have been much different if people had guns. <laughs> um, before I um, get started on this story right here, I just want to say that I was about to do this podcast on Saturday, but I was reading online about some of the stuff that, or some of the things people were saying about the people in Paris, it was kind of just making me sick, and so I just chose not to do the podcast Saturday, I'm just going to leave that there, I'm not going to get too much into the story about what happened in Paris, but I am going to say that the things that I was hearing people say and what they were comparing it to and how they were trying to compare it to, uh, yeah, it was kind of disgusting, man. Okay, um, Paris Massacre would have been much different if people had guns. Donald Trump said Saturday that the terrorist attacks in Paris would be in a much different situation if the city had looser gun laws. When you look at Paris, you know the toughest gun laws in the world. Paris, nobody had guns but the bad guys. Yeah, man, this guy right here, man, it's a shame how somebody just used something such tragic for their own agenda, you know, to try to get across to some people that already agree with everything he say. Yeah. Uh, They were just shooting them, shooting, they were just shooting them one by one, and then they, security forces, broke in and had a big shootout and ultimately killed the terrorists. When you look at Paris, you know, the toughest gun laws in the world, Paris. Nobody had guns but the bad guys. Nobody. Nobody had guns. And they were just shooting them one by one. And then they broke in and had a big shootout. 
and ultimately killed the terrorists. And I'll tell you what, you can say what you want, but if they had guns, if our people had guns, if they were allowed to carry, it would have been a much, much different situation. I hear it all the time, you know? Okay, um... I'm going to tell you something. If they had guns, it probably would have been no different than if they didn't have guns. And it's very ignorant for this man to sit there and say that just to get a rise. Like I said, to get a rise out of a crowd that that already follow him like they do. But you, you look at certain cities that have the highest violence the highest the highest problem with guns and shootings and killings chicago is an example toughest gun laws in the united states nothing but problems and you know the um the he he used that excuse like the cities with the highest gun laws or the the toughest gun laws have the highest crime rate but it's not about the gun it's all about it's, it's all about poverty. When it comes down to it, it's about poor people. You know, poor places uh, usually have high crime rates. You can, uh, you can just have bows and arrows in Chicago and the crime rate is still going to be high because the people are poor. I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, when you're poor and you're uneducated, it's always going to be a high crime rate, no matter where you is. I mean, if you go to other countries where it is a lot of poor people, they got a high crime rate. That's a fact of life. And until you can fix poverty, then it's going to be hard to fix the crime. But people listen to that dick, so uh, it's sad that how you could use that to push your agenda. And just just use common sense when it comes down to it. Pocket dial to nine nine eleven leads to arresting Halloween vandalism. Police in Maine say a teenager pocket dialed to 9-11 led to three arrests for vandalism that included damage to a fleet of school buses on Halloween. The Sun Journal reports that the errant call in Lisbon led police to the teenagers who were charged with illegally consuming alcohol and vandalizing school buses. Police say the teenagers who accidentally called police had 911 on speed dial. Uh, uh, uh. Dumbass. Two 18 year olds, one from Old Orchard, Orchid Beach, and one from Sanford, along with a younger boy from Orchid Beach, were charged with criminal mischief. Police say damage to the buses is about $1,500. It was not immediately clear if the three had lawyers. Investigators did not say which of the teens placed the pocket call. But you gotta be really stupid 
to or drunk because it seemed like that's what they was to pocket dial nine one one. Like out of all, I guess you must have had um nine one one on your speed dial number one. Yeah. I guess um in the grand scheme of things, fifteen hundred dollars ain't a lot of money, but they had to pay for it. And guess what, homie? Um, eighteen. You ain't a teenager in the sense that you was a teenager. You just a teenager in the sense that um, 18 in with teen. Because they're going to charge your ass as an adult. And you might have to go to county jail. So, get prepared for that one. Hope, hope, um, messing up the school bus was fun. Fun enough to go to jail for. Um, if you ugly... And you know I might got something for you. Zimbabwe's Mr. Ugly Pageant has record numbers of entries. Oh, man. The man who reigned at Zimbabwe's Mr. Ugly has tough, tough competition in this year's pageant. With organizers saying they received a record number of entries for this beauty contest with the twist. For the first time since the competition began in 2011... Organizers will hold preliminary rounds to whittle the number of hopefuls from 36 to 12 who will compete in the November 20 finale, said pageant organizer David Machua. We are looking for natural ugliness, Machua said. Facial features count the most, but contestants will also be judged according to their confidence when walking the runway and how they handle the question and answer round of the pageant. People have always seen ugliness as something to be ashamed of, said Machua, explaining why he launched this alternative pageant. Looks are God-given. We should be proud of who we are. There's no female version of the contest. Yeah, because ain't no female going to want to be called the uh, ugliest person. Machua plans to expand it to the other countries in Southern Africa. William um, Masavunu has held the title since 2012. When there were only a total of five contestants, he won $100 in a voucher for a night stays at a hotel, which he cashed in for food, man. That's sad. I mean, he's basically doing this because he got to do it. He still works at a market in Hooray, hauling vegetables for $10 a day. He had hoped the wins would lead to the advertiser contract, but they haven't materialized. This year, the owners of a steam of a string of hooray nightclubs donated $1,000 for prize money. A crown and the event itself to be held in a nightclub, said Machua. Man, that's so sad, man. Oh, man. Zimbabwe Mr. Ugly Pageant. Man, he was just doing it just to uh, get a better advertiser contract. Just to help his well, guess his business out a little bit, but man, that's that's messed up. And you know, people they kind of taking advantage of him, of, of all the ugly people, the people they calling ugly. And I don't know, I think that's kind of wrong, you know. But you know, they're grown men, and they don't really have to do it. But I get this. 
feeling that they feel like they got to do. I mean, any any way to uh, take care of your family, I guess. Man. Philadelphia convenience store clerk held as hero for stopping alleged kidnapping. A convenience store clerk in Philadelphia is being held as a hero after putting himself directly between a suspect, the carjacker, and a doctor whom the suspect had allegedly abducted from a parking garage. Now to a story which could have had a much different ending if not for a very alert gas station clerk, the quick-thinking hero stopping an alleged kidnapping. And ABC's TJ Holmes is here with that story. Good morning, TJ. Good morning to you. You know, sometimes you get that gut feeling that yeah. something's just not right. Well, this guy acted on that instinct. But instead of calling police, he actually put himself in front of an alleged armed kidnapper and said, she's not going anywhere else with you. At first glance... Now, what would you do... If uh, you seen something like a situation like this, would you jump in? Cause I could say I could say right now, yeah, I jump in. But man, when it come down to you, really don't even know. Yeah, um, he just said it done. I mean, everybody can act like a tough guy when it's not time to be a tough guy. But when it's time to be a tough guy, can you be a tough guy? Hmm. You might not realize anything's wrong here, but this is an alleged crime in progress. Police say the man in this surveillance video carjacked this woman early Wednesday morning, claiming to have a weapon. He forced her to withdraw money from ATMs around town. Watch as they pull into this gas station and walk into the convenience store. The suspect gives a friendly wave to the clerk before they go to the ATM. Unable to withdraw cash, they head to the counter where the suspect uses the woman's credit card to buy cigarettes. But watch what happens next. The clerk, Manveer Comer, sensing something was wrong, comes from behind the counter and stops the woman at the door, physically putting himself between her and the suspect and tells her not to leave. You come by but I help you, no problem. The clerk confronts the suspect, who you see reaches to his jacket as if he has a weapon. The suspect then flees in the woman's Oh no, and he ain't even had no gun. Oh man, he came in that motherfucking so hard. Car. Back inside, the clerk gives the woman a bottle of water. She's shaken but unharmed, thanks in part to the clerk playing his hunch. And it was a hunch. Now, they caught up with the suspect a short time later because, guys, he had stolen the woman's phone. He turned it on. Of course, they could track that thing, no problem. But again, he didn't ask questions. He didn't say, are you okay? Is everything all right? What's going on here? He just acted on his hunch he, he really and said, don't leave. And how courageous was he and kind? I mean, that's just an yeah, incredible... hunch or not, incredible courage. Dummy, 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 dummy. You ain't had no gun, and you got caught because you had a cell phone. What what he thought was gonna happen? Yeah, he was destined to get caught. You know, he didn't know what he was doing. Um, I've been following this story since it happened last week. I don't know if they caught. I know they called one one uh, lady, but I don't know if they called the other lady. But I thought it was an interesting story. Um, here it is. Um, women wanted for sex abuse after twerking on man in a gas station. The, uh, this happened in Washington, D.C. Police had asked for help identifying two women accused of sexually abusing a man in a D.C. convenience store. 
The incident occurred around 4 p.m. on October the 7th in the 1700 block of New York Avenue NE, or Avenue Northeast, according to the police. Oh, this happened. So why are they just not showing it? This is November. Man, nah, this has happened last week. I guess it got uh, the date wrong. The video posted by police captures an interaction on surveillance camera that showed the two women invading the space of a man. It appears that man didn't know these women. He can be seen on camera with money in his hand talking on the phone. Uh, they got a picture of her. Uh, uh, one of the ladies. A still shot. I seen the video. Uh, I think later on the night, I'm going to go ahead and post that video on my Twitter. Uh, so if you want to see it, you can um, check it out right there. Uh, the first woman back the first woman back up on him and starts grinding and he quickly moves away from her. But another woman slides up and appears to touch him and touch him several times, moving toward his money and phone. He keeps moving away from both women. The woman in red also puts her arm around him and steps forward to try and shake her off. Both face third degree sexual abuse charges according to WUSA. The charge includes inappropriate touching and according to state code involves actual force, threats, putting the person in fear of death, bodily injury, or kidnapping, or rendering the person. The penalty for someone who who convicted a third degree sexual abuse is maximum fine of $100,000 and up to 10 years imprisonment. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen I seen this last week. And I know they had caught one lady and the other lady was uh, still on the run from it. Okay, so here it is right here. Um, okay, I guess this did happen October the 7th. I guess the story just broke last week. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the two women involved in the sexual assault incident at a Washington, D.C. gas station has been arrested, NBC Washington reports. Ayanna Marie Knight, 22, was charged with third-degree sexual abuse on Tuesday. The Las Vegas native and her friend were seen on the surveillance camera twerking on, twerking on and touching another gas station customer in Northeast D.C., on October 7th. The teacher who asked not to be identified for fear of backlash said the woman approached him asking for money while a man waited outside for them. He told reporters he backed away from the woman and blocked one of them from continuously touching his private area and twerking on him. Once he got outside, they properly, they reportedly flashed him and tried to stop him from entering his car. He fled to a car wash behind the gas station where he called the police. The woman left when he got off his phone. The teacher believes critics don't understand the double standard when it comes to sexual assault. If the roles were reversed, he would be behind bars. He said instead he being bashed on social media for filing a complaint. I was assaulted sexually, he said. Asked that his name be withheld. I felt 100% violated. I felt really humiliated. Also because when someone is just grabbing your body parts without your, without your permission, no matter who it is, that's just a violation completely. He told Fox 5 DC he believed the women were prostitutes and wanted to rob them. 
you don't know who these people are. I was afraid of I was afraid of my safety. I like I said, I thought they were either transvestites or women or men dressed like women. The victim said, and then when I had the idea that they were women, I thought they would have a pimp who was pushing them to be prostitutes who could have been outside with one of the gentlemen that were out there watching and witnessing could have been with guns to come and shoot me. I don't know what, I don't want to be shot. I do not, I did not want to be shot that day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you never know. And he right about that. I mean, if he would have did what they were doing to somebody, to another woman, Man, he would be locked up. He probably would have been tackled in the store. And he'd be locked up in jail right now. So, yeah, he is right about that. And like he said, you never know. You never know. Uh, I've been seeing this all over the internet. And my first time hearing about it was, I think, about a week ago. Uh... Uh, Patty LaBelle, she made sweet potato pies. I've been seeing that little memes about them all over the place. Well, uh, if you want to get some of them pies, you better hurry up and get them because they've been selling out real fast. Um, Patty pies selling out like hot cakes across the nation. Man, them things must be good, man. A sweet potato pie that Patty LaBelle made. I mean, I guess I could do that. If only Walmart knew Patty LaBelle's sweet potato pies would be such a big hit. The sweet potato pies by LaBelle have been exclusively available at Walmart stores for weeks, but the pies suddenly begun, begun flying off the shelves after Los Angeles-based singer James Wright Chanel posted a video of herself tasting the pie and singing the singer's biggest hits. I turned into Patty, Chanel said in a three-minute video in between taking the bites of the pie. You'll turn to Patty after eating this. You'll feel like Patty LaBelle after eating this. Go to Walmart and buy the Patty LaBelle pie. The viral video where Chanel sings LaBelle hits. If only you knew you are my friend and on my own have been viewed more than 7 million times on Facebook and more than 700,000 times on YouTube as a Sunday afternoon. Walmart in North Bergen, New Jersey was among the stores to sell out of the $3.48 pies on Friday. Man, that's pretty cheap for a sweet potato pie. I'm thinking like five, $6. I know when we get too lazy to cook pie, uh, sweet potato pie for Thanksgiving, uh, they'd be about like five, $6. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty cheap, yeah. Everybody was looking for the pies last night. Everybody, store assistant manager John Mooney told thegrio.com Saturday morning. The location received a new shipment of pies, and as 8 a.m. Saturday morning, 194 pies sat on a table at the entrance of the store, said manager Douglas Yeeke. Those would be gone today, Mooney said, and he was right. The store manager said the pies, which, were, which are advertised as being made with California-grown sweet potatoes, Butter and spice were gone within three hours. People have been coming in all day asking about the pies, Yiki said, at a church group called about buying 300 pies. We're going to order as many as, many as we can. Hmm. Man, yeah, maybe I'll go get me a couple of those pies. 
Um, I thought this story right here was interesting because I could kind of relate to it. I had got this message from my um daughter's school. She's in the eighth grade. It was I think it was it was last year. Um, they sent they sent they called my phone saying that something about uh how I'm trying to say this uh a sex video was going around in the school about some girl, and if any of the um kids had it in their phone, they would get suspended. Okay. Um, yeah, this story right here. Yeah, it's it's weird because the guy in it, or the 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 teenager in it, you know, he's saying, "Hey, he ain't know." You know, so he innocent. He just got a test message, and he hit the test message, and and the video popped up. Multiple students suspended after sexting scandal hits Kings Park High School. Yeah. Kings Park, New York, a high school sexting scandal has opened a debate as to how students should be punished. Students from Kings Park High School were suspended this week after they received a text with the explicit video, but some of those kids maintain they did not share it and should not be punished. One of those teens, A.J. Fenton, the 15-year-old, was suspended, but the sophomore showed up for school Tuesday. His father, Andrew Fenton, took him to school. The commanding officer came out to me and said, Mr. Fenton, here's the deal. They want your son arrested for trespassing, he said. The teen left, so he was not arrested. Fenton said he received the test last week and got rid of it immediately. I mean, I don't know. How much can you trust a kid's word? And nobody don't want to say that their kid is that one that opened up that text message and kept it or shared it and looked at it. But come on, man. I hate to call somebody a kid a liar, but you're a kid, dude. I mean, uh, well, maybe he didn't. Garbage. That's how A.J. Fenton felt as police escorted him out of Kings Park High School today. He says more than 20 other students were also suspended this week, but he showed up to school. A.J. and his father maintain he did nothing wrong. The commanding officer came out to me and said, Mr. Fenton, here's the deal. He said, they, they want your son arrested for trespassing. The 15-year-old left, so he was not arrested. And his family points out the high school sophomore did not make or distribute an explicit text. I viewed it. I didn't know what it was at first. I clicked on it, deleted it right away. The message in question is a cell phone video. Authorities say two 14-year-olds from Smithtown sent it out. In it, one of those teens and an underage girl engaged in a sex act. The boys were arrested and now face felony charges. Joseph Bavaro, a former special victims prosecutor, says yes, those students allegedly violated the law. If you show it to someone, or you send it to So I guess if you underage, if you under the age 18, even if like, let's say that both of y'all are 14 years old, and you having sex with another 14 year old, and I guess if you videotape that, even if you're 14, and it, the sex was consensual, and it was okay. And uh, and the other um, partner said, "Hey, yeah, go ahead and record it." 
you still could get charged with child pornography. I'm I'm guessing. I think that's yeah. I get. I, I think that's what they get getting them with, and and distributing it. Even if everybody was consenting to it, the person who distributed it uh, would probably get child pornography charges. Someone that's a crime under New York State. But for the teens like AJ, if you get something that's oh. inappropriate. Crime under New York State allegedly violated the law. If you show it to someone, or you send it to someone, that's a crime under New York State. But for the teens like AJ, if you get something that's inappropriate, you you delete it. What more can you do? What, what more is asked of of a student? The superintendent of Kings Park put out a statement late today, saying. The Kings Park Central School District has conducted and completed a thorough investigation surrounding the alleged sexting incident. The district believes that all student suspensions in relation to this alleged incident have been made in accordance with the district's code of conduct. The so they, they basically said, hey, we got some real evidence that you ain't really do what you said and you did what we think you did. You know, and me being a parent, I need to see that evidence. Oh, you need to back it up. It's just not no hearsay because you you suspended my um kid from school. The Fentons disagree. All I want is my son, an apology and my son's name cleared. He did nothing wrong. A text message wound up on his phone as part of a group text. I mean, basically, I mean, even though his son, I mean, you never know. Like I said, you never know with kids. But basically, even if his son did do that, I mean, hey. School, get the evidence to back back it up, saying that hey, my kid, he did share this with other people, and I don't want to hear no hearsay about oh, Jonathan said he did share it with him, and that's how he got it. Nah, I need to see some evidence because um, even as a parent, you still might have a suspicion. Yeah, I know my son, he probably did this, but they need to prove that he really did do that. I mean, when they come down to it, cause. You suspending him, you suspending a kid from school, and something like that. You when you get suspended for something like that, that show up on. I mean, college, college, uh, colleges. They ask, "Hey, why did you get suspended for this right here?" Oh, because um, I got caught distributing child pornography or something like that in school. You know, he got an answer to that later on. So either you. Really, really prove that my son or my daughter did distribute this or let him back in school and wipe the suspension away. <clears throat> uh, protests erupt after black man shot by police in Minneapolis. A Minnesota agency is, is, is investigating the shooting by a Minneapolis police officer of a black man suspected in, in an assault, an incident that prompted protests and led to a community forum with the mayor and police chief Sunday. Accounts from some witnesses that the man was handcuffed when he was shot sparked outrage. Police said their preliminary investigation showed that showed the man was not handcuffed, but the investigation is ongoing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
For much of the night, protesters have been outside the Minneapolis Police 4th Precinct demanding the officers' names. And there are indications that they intend to stay there throughout the night. The crowd swelled into the hundreds with Black Lives Matter Minneapolis putting out the call on social media urging more people to turn out. Susan Elizabeth Littlefield continues our team coverage from the newsroom. I know you and other members of the media face some hostility yourselves tonight. Yeah, you know, typically we would be reporting live from a scene like that that is still very much active tonight. But because of the way things were escalating, we removed our team from the scene. We want to show you a few of the things we did see while. Oh, man, this is my first time. I don't know how. Where I, this is my first time hearing about this right here. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Where I, uh, give me one second. Uh, Jason Jason Soul, chair of the Minneapolis NAACP Criminal Justice Committee, said many black residents of North Minneapolis are upset. We have been saying for a significant amount of time that the Minneapolis is one bullet away from Ferguson, he said, referring to the shooting by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri last year, a black 18-year-old Michael Brown, which sparked nationwide protest the bullet was fired last night we want justice justice immediately so told minnesota public radio news hmm. we were out there now black lives matter rallier showed up around 3 p.m they were there as mentioned to support the family of jamar clark the mayor called a meeting shortly after with police chief they told the heated crowd that the BCA is handling this investigation and they plan to do something or look into it as quickly as possible. Now, uh, yeah, I, th I guess I got to look into this more. I, I just pulled the story up just like 15 minutes as ago. Night fell. The protesters, they stayed on. Yeah. Um, usually when I see something like this, I usually do a little bit more uh, research on it. But like I said, um, you know what? I've been like, I ain't did a show in about a good two weeks. And I had a lot of news stories that I was trying to catch up with. So I guess this is fell into the hole. But uh, man. Scene. They went face to face with officers who stood behind a fence. We got some video of that right there. Our camera also caught this image right here of what happened to a patrol car this evening. Rallyer. Man, this dude was uh had a knife and he was shaking the tires. He slashed the tires on the uh, police car. Say they will stay on scene outside of this Minneapolis precinct until the names of the officers involved in last night's shooting are named publicly. Now, before things escalated tonight, Jamar's nephew talked with us. But we don't know what to do. We are out of the world. We don't know what to do. This man was executed while in handcuffs. I cannot just imagine what he went to before he was shot. Dead like a like a dog. Like a dog. As for officers, you can see they are certainly present on the scene tonight, but they were really staying along a perimeter. Now, the officers involved in the shooting, they are on administrative leave. The mayor told a room full of people that that is standard procedure, that they have to follow, and that they are not going to release the names of those officers at this point.
Elizabeth, you showed us the uh, the big police presence there. Any word on arrests during these demonstrations? I just spoke with Minneapolis police. They tell me that despite the passion of the evening, there have been no arrests made. All right, Susan Elizabeth Littlefield live in the newsroom. Thank you. Stay with WCCO for continuing coverage. We'll have the latest on WCCO. Um, wow. You know, if they shot that man while he was in handcuffs, whew. The shooting happened after police said they were called to North, who were assisting the victim. Police said officers tried to calm him, but there was a struggle. At some point, officer fired at least once, hitting the man. Police said witnesses told the Minneapolis Star Tribune that there was a big crowd at the scene and bystanders became agitated as the police pushed them back. Some witnesses said police used a chemical irritant on the crowd. Authorities have declined to release the man's name but the Minneapolis NAACP cited family members and witnesses and identified him as Jamar Clark Martez McKnight 22 told Associated Press that Clark his uncle was put on life support after he was taken to a hospital the family is heartbroken and traumatized by the whole event McKnight said a statement Sunday night from the state rep Raymond Dean who represents the area said Clark was on life support Police and a spokesman for the Hipney County Medical Center said they could not comment on the man's condition. Protesters organized by the Black Lives Matter in Minneapolis marched through the streets Sunday afternoon. Some beat drums and others carried banners. The group went to a police precinct where they banged on a door and demanded to be allowed inside. Um... Raisha Williams with the Minneapolis NAACP told the AP protesters plan to stay at the precinct until the names of the officers involved are released. Minneapolis Mayor Betsy Hodges and Police Chief Jane Hartu held a listening session with the community Sunday evening. Stephen Belton, interim president and CEO of the Minneapolis Urban League, was in attendance. There is so much anger and pain, and it's combined with a lack of uh, I'll skip this. The chief said she had asked the state bureau uh, bureau of criminal apprehension to conduct the investigation. Um, we need to know exactly what happened. We need to know the truth. She said everyone involved needs that and deserves that. Two officers are on paid leave, standard practice after after such incident. Drew Evans. BCA superintendent said the agency wants to talk to anyone who saw the shooting or might have video of it. When asked about the handcuffs, Evan said there were there were handcuffs at the scene, but added that authorities are working to determine to exact situation when the man was shot. I don't think no confusion on that, man. I hate to jump to the conclusion. Everybody said they saw the man with handcuffs on when he got shot. Yeah. I hope they get down to the bottom of that right up, man. Cause um, you know, if they did shoot that man with handcuffs on, man, somebody deserves to um, go down for that. I hope they don't slide that shit under the rug like they've been sliding a lot of stuff under the rug.
yeah, I'm gonna try looking into that a little bit more. Hopefully, I can op- update y'all with something new about it. Um, okay. Um, I, this guy, I, I think is in Las Vegas. Um, he catch these guys um robbing his neighbor house, and he got it on um, video. What are you guys doing? <laughs> huh? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, man. Oh, man. I'm, I done a laugh cough right there. So the guy, the, uh, it's a guy in a white hood. He, he jumps into the back of his SUV. He flies through the window and just does like uh, a, the Superman right into the back of an SUV while this guy, he's uh, videotaping it. The whole thing. Why? I guess they robbing his house. I'm robbing the next door neighbor house. You got to see the video. I think I'm going to try to put this one up too. (laughs) It's kind of funny, man. What are you guys doing? (laughs) They go one. No, it's not. It's my neighbor's house. It's my neighbor's house. (laughs) And he tell the dude, hey, it's my homeboy's house. He's like, no, it's not. It's my neighbor's house. (laughs) <laughs> and the other dude like, nah, man, it's my homeboy's house. Oh, man. What are you guys doing? Huh? It's my homeboy's house. No, it's not. It's my neighbor's house. It's my neighbor's house. The police are coming right now. Where the keys at? I don't have them. Stick. Don't attack. Oh. Hey man, I swear to God, this video don't seem like it's real. You know, uh, another dude, he just ran out the back of the house. I mean, ran out the house with a, uh, a shirt over his head so the dude won't see him on video camera. Um, start this over again. What are you guys doing? Huh? It's my homeboy house. No, it's not. It's my neighbor's house. It's my homeboy. It's my neighbor's house. The police are coming right now. Where the keys at? I don't have them. Stick. Don't attack. jump in the car and he thought the dude took the keys but you could tell as the other guys run out the house that you hear he he, he while you hear him running you can tell he had a key because the keys are shaking and he jumped out the car and asked the dude hey where the keys at and and the guy told him that he don't have the keys and then I guess they he figured out that he don't got the keys it's, it's a funny video but it kind of seemed like it's not real but I'm guessing it is real but it seemed like it's like some acting jobs on it or something. Wow, man. I mean, <laughs> uh, Lord. Yeah, it, it, 
I mean, you look at it, man. It's like it's like there were four of them that jumped in the car. All of them came out the front door. Yeah, they're ready to get something. <sighs> okay, um, if you had any comments about the show, then you can send it. Send your emails to place your name here podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter is at DryPeanut, D-R-I-V-E-P-N-U-T, at DryPeanut. Place your name here, podcast.com, and at DryPeanut. You can find the show on Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes. Um, Y'all have a nice day. I'm out.